Welcome back to the Nate Williams Show. I'm your host, Nate Williams, and today we're going to talk about a little bit about March Madness, since that is coming up a week or in a week, and then we're also going to talk about some of the latest things happening in the NFL, mainly the signings and trades and the franchise tags that have been happening throughout the NFL, and also some Things with certain players that certain things that they have done that need to be talked about, such as what Joe Mixon supposedly there's what he did or if he was even there, and then also Colin Kaepernick said the other day, and then with Jamal Morant, what he did. So we'll get to those stories and more here on this episode. So first off, we're going to talk about the March Madness NCAA March Madness tournament that's be coming up next week. On Sunday, of course, is obviously, you know, Selection Sunday, so the teams that make it are going to be revealed on then. And then the round ones kicks off on Thursday and Friday. So I'm excited for that. So first, I'm going to go over just. I'm not going to go over all teams in this. Are the top twenty-five? I'm just going to go over the top ten, the main teams that. I mean, obviously, the top twenty-five are on, honestly going to automatically be in the tournament. But you know, the top ten are like the teams that teams we should expect to go decently far in the tournament. Now, of course, you ne- never know; anything can happen to where. They could lose the first round because it's possible. I mean, there's teams really in the top 25 that really could get beat by teams that are not in the top 25. But the top 10 could really go decently far in the tournament. So I'm going to give you those top 10s. And then I'll talk about some sneaky teams that could go pretty deep in the tournament. That wouldn't be surprising to me. And then also I'll give you my... Somewhat prediction who thinks I'm going to win the whole thing. Obviously, we don't have the brackets of like who's in it, whatever, so I can't really give you my full bracket breakdown, but I'll do that probably on the next episode because we will actually know who's all in the tournament. But as of right now, I'll just go over, you know, what we should expect from some teams in the tournament. So, first off, these top 10 teams, so as of right now, as I'm making this podcast, Houston is ranked number one. UCLA is number two. Kansas is three. Alabama is four. Purdue five. Marquette is six. Texas is seven. Arizona is eight. Gonzaga is nine. And Baylor is ranked number ten. So those are the top ten teams right now in the NCAA basketball. All these teams, you know, you should expect to go decently far. All these teams are, are pretty good teams. But some of these teams could, you know, you never know. It's about playing good at the right time. So any of these teams could fall apart at any moment. But I think the teams that are sneaky aren't even in this list, really. Teams that could go further that we're not expecting. But before I get to that, the teams in this list, the top 10, I'm talking about who I think 
in this list out of top 10, there's maybe two or three teams here that think that could go decently deep into the tournament. And that Houston, I think, is going to go pretty deep in the tournament and probably can make the finals. Same with UCLA. I mean, I know they're ranked number one and two, so it's like, of course, you're going to pick those two. But realistically, I think those teams can make it pretty deep. And Alabama ranked number four. Alabama has been pretty well all season long, even though with that incident that happened early in the season. But Alabama is a pretty good team. And then Purdue was up at number one at some point in time. They've just been going downhill pretty lately. So anything could happen to where they can maybe make the Sweet 16 and fall apart after that. Texas, I think, is a team that can be sneaky. Even they're ranked number seven, so they're in that list. But I think they're one of the teams that maybe not be as talked about as much. That I think can really go pretty far and do something. Arizona, Arizona is always a team that just seems to like find a way to lose somehow. Like there's just certain teams, no matter who, whatever they are ranked. They just find a way to like, just blow it or something. And Arizona, I think, has always been a decent team in basketball. It's just they seem to just not be able to get over the hump of getting deep in the tournament. And Baylor, Baylor has always been a decent team. I mean, they made it and won it a couple years ago. So, I mean... Baylor is a team that could go pretty deep in the tournament just based off the history that they've had. And then Gonzaga, I mean, Gonzaga has been good for years. It's just they just seem to not be able to make it to the Final Four Elite Eight either. So we'll see what happens. Those are, you know, my thoughts on those top 10 teams. But this, let's go to the sneaky teams like, like the Miami. The Duke, obviously, you know Duke. Even though they don't have Coach K, but Duke is always a good team that you could expect. Of course, Duke and Kansas is always a team you expect to do something. And Kansas obviously ranked number three, and Duke's not in the top ten. But Duke is a team that can always figure out when it's time and figure out in the tournament. They can always do something. And Miami has looked pretty good this season. I wouldn't be surprised if them Texas. Or TCU are teams that could go pretty deep in the tournament. And Texas, obviously, I said is number seven. And like I said, they, I think, can be a team that go pretty deep. And I think TCU is a team that can go far. Like These teams aren't really talked about as much as some of the other teams. Like the Houston's, the UCLA's, and Alabama's, and Purdue's, and teams like that. I think these teams can go pretty find a way to somehow go pretty deep in the tournament and maybe make the final four. But I think Houston think is my team to pick right now. They've always been they just have a good defense and been able to score a decent amount of points and so I think Houston I don't think Houston is gonna be a team this year like, you know, choke and fall apart. I mean Houston number one sees all its I mean, they're ranked number one in the country, so they'll probably end up being, you know, number one seed in the tournament. And you see sometimes number one seeds fall apart. But I think Houston is just so well 
balance that they they can't make it to the finals and win the whole thing. But you know, it's anything can happen. I mean, this one nobody's brackets are ever perfect because I felt a, I swear every year I felt a bracket and the team that went I put the win the whole thing you loses early or they make it and they don't make the final four and they lose after that. I think last year I don't even remember who I picked last year, but they I think lost the first rounds. That didn't really help out pretty much. But you know, anything can happen when it comes to tournament time. Now teams two teams that didn't make it Michigan team should ex- I mean team that really thought could make the tournament it's just they just did not have a good season. I mean their season was they had still had seventeen wins so it wasn't like awful but horrible but just not enough to get it done and it's kinda of shocked but North Carolina's team even shocked. I mean they returned four of the five starters and they literally went very far in the tournament last year and went to the finals and it's like this year they're not even gonna make it and they return for the five. It's different if like, you know, you lost all your players and that's why you didn't make it, but like they return basically the whole team almost. I mean, at least the starters. Maybe not necessarily, you know, those that backups that come in, but you have Baycott still there and the rest of them. So you'd think, expect North Carolina to make the tournament. It's just a loss the other day, and it's it's kind of sad that they're just not in. A team should expect. I mean, there's just teams every year should kind of expect based on the school history and how popular they are, expect them to make the tournament, but it just didn't happen. Just shocking based on who they still have on their team. So it's kind of probably one of the saddest stories of the season. If you're North Carolina. Just my overall really take on March Madness. There'll be more evolved to be talked about when, you know, get the bracket and everything and Give my thoughts on who's going to go where and how far and everything. Based off of what we have right now, and there's still other games to be played before then. But those are really my takes on March Madness. So now let's go into NFL signings. So I know I've been talking about most, a lot of my episodes have been the NFL, but the NFL football just seems to never end. And I mean, there'll be March Madness, talk about basketball, talk about so. At some point in time, the phone won't be talked about as much. But, you know, you still got a draft coming up. I mean, football just never ends. The season ends. But then you got signings and stuff that happen in the offseason. Then you get the NFL draft and stuff. That, of course, obviously, when we get closer to that, talk about the draft and everything. So football is going to be something that it's going to be hard to not stop talking about. So first up. We're not talking about necessarily every single, you know, signing and thing that happened, but we'll go for, you know, the main ones. And the first one is Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar Jackson, obviously, franchise tag, not exclusive with the Ravens, which means teams can, you know, so negotiate with the Ravens and stuff and pick what they think they might pay him, and then they still can, he still can technically get traded and everything. Because it's not exclusive, 
So we'll see, but as right now, if no team does nothing, we just have this non-exclusive franchise tag with the Ravens, and we'll just see what happens to Lamar Jackson. We'll just see where he goes, but as of right now, that's the only news we really know about Lamar Jackson. We don't really know where he's going to go. We know, of course, we talk about Derek Carr. We know he's not going to go to the Saints, obviously, but if he's going to go somewhere, where would that be? I mean, I talked about in the one episode where he might be going, but who knows no more. Plus, then we talk about all this, but the Panthers just did today, breaking news. So we know they're going trying to go for a quarterback, most likely. So he probably won't be going there. So where's he going to go? We know most likely not the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is like could be going there. The Jets, what I think, could might actually be happening, possibly. I mean. Where's he gonna go? Like the Seahawks, you know. Talk about Gina Smith there. He's going back to Seahawks, obviously. So, not there. And who's probably wasn't going to anyway. So, like, Commanders are an option, which they said they don't really want to pick him up. And the Falcons could be something, but I don't know if they want to do it either. I mean, there's team, their team running t- out of time here and. Team's not really wanting Lamar Jackson or whatever. So, where is he going to go is really the question. If, or will she just be with the Ravens another year and then see what happens for next year? Who knows? I mean, they're going to pay him. Either pay him or release him, but we'll see what happens here. Either pay him or he's going to go somewhere else. So, that's really the only thing about Lamar Jackson. And then, Geno Smith. So, like I said, you should stay with the Seahawks and obviously they resign with the Seahawks. Which, I mean, he might not lead them to the Super Bowl and team like that, but like he's proven that he can be your quarterback. So, why would you not resign him, especially when you expected to be rebuilding and you're not? I mean, you might as well resign him and then try to get other players and build your team around him. So then you can go get a quarterback, you know, maybe next year or future years. So, you know, maybe back Gina Smith up and then get other players or whatever. And then when it's the time to get the court, the right franchise quarterback to lead your team, you never know. Gina Smith could end up being that. Of course, he has to prove it a little bit more because he hasn't played enough. But right now, he's going to be the quarterback. And then you never know what could happen to where they end up picking a quarterback at the right time and can do something once they have all the pieces together. They don't necessarily need to get someone necessarily right now because Junior Smith is a bad option. Plus, there's going to be other teams that are going to be picking up the quarterbacks before they even get their chance. So, a good idea for the what the Seahawks did there. And a three-year deer deal, not deer, deer, deal for $105 million. I can't speak. So, $105 million. Deal there for three years for Geno Smith. Now on Derek Carr, he obviously gets traded and signed with the Saints for a four-year, $150 million, but with $100 million definitely guaranteed. So he signed with the Saints. I t- talked about that earlier on another episode before this. Derek Carr signing with the Saints, which kind of is what we expect. Now they're... Everybody expect the Saints to you know, be team that maybe, I mean, again, it's hard for them to necessarily 
unless they trade it up, which of course isn't going to happen because you're not going to trade with the one, number one pick because that already happened with the Panthers doing that, which I'll get into that later. So, which Derek Carr thing happened before that. So, the Saints couldn't really get go up to get a quarterback and and right now, like, well, I mean, their car isn't going to lead them necessarily to the Super Bowl either. But, you know, he could be, he might be better short than Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston for what they have right now. So, and they're in the not such a good division to where they could win the division and make the playoffs and, yeah, probably lose the first round. But I guess it's better for that than to not make it at all. Well, I don't know. Their cars might not lead you that way unless you, you know, somehow get weapons or something. Which their team is an older team or whatever. And I'm not necessarily that bad and they have some weapons or whatever, but their car isn't really the guy to lead you to Super Bowl necessarily unless, like, he was in a... And they, if their car was in the 49ers, I mean, they're definitely the Super Bowl. I mean, really, to be honest, I mean, any quarterback, really, I mean, the way their defense and everything is, like, really any decent quarterback could really help the 49ers get that far. But anyways, Derek Carr signed with the Saints, which is kind of what we expected there. And so then we're going to get to the two Giants, with the two things two Giants did. And then we'll talk about the number one overall pick situation there between the Bears and Panthers. So these two are like, there's obvious other things like signings with Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard and all that, but these are like the main ones that, the most popular ones that people know about and the ones that are more common that we were expecting. Daniel Jones with Stands with the Giants, which s- said that Daniel Jones again isn't necessarily the guy that will lead you to necessarily Super Bowl. But again, like these teams, where they're ranked in the draft, this, they're not going to get it necessarily a quarterback. And Daniel Jones is a horrible he pro- if he can keep proving himself. And then you have a good coach, so I mean, and you made the playoffs, so you never know anything could happen. The Giants just able to score a lot of points per, per game and stuff, and then their defense is decent. I mean, Nick Jones could do something. I mean, the Ravens were able to do that, obviously, with, with Joe Flacco and when the Super Bowl. So you had anything with a good defense there, so the Giants get really good defense, and just kind of like the 49ers, if they get a defense like that, you never know. But anyways, Joe Jones. He's worth $160 million for four years. So that's what he's worth. So not surprising what they did there. And then they also, they, for instance, take Saquon Barkley. So he'll at least be there another year. And then you never know what he could go after that. I mean, Bar- really, last year was his first season of really, it was kind of like, it wasn't his rookie season, but it was like he had a, actually got to play the full season. So it was like his first full season almost. He's been with his injuries, and he 
looked like Saquon last year, so you never know the Giants who knows what they'll do next year. But you know, because you know what Daniel Jones is getting and stuff because of what he did this year. So we'll just see, you know, based on how the season goes for the Giants if they'll sign Saquon. But as of right now, he's franchise tag, and they'll be there at least for next season. All right, so then let's talk about the Bears and Panthers. So earlier today, earlier today, the day I'm making this podcast, the Bears gave the number one pick up to the Panthers. So, you know, the Bears don't have the number one pick. They will take number nine pick, and then the Panthers will be on the clock to be the number one pick. So now it's like, okay, because we knew obviously the Bears were going to pick up a quarterback. Which would have because they have Justin Fields and them training to pick this tells you that they're gonna trust Justin Fields, which I Justin Fields I can't think be a very good quarterback. It's just again they need weapons and stuff. And they know that obviously teams in front of them are gonna go for quarterbacks and stuff. So the Bears doing that isn't a bad option really to do that because they need to find some defense and I think they'll be defensive players available for them to get. So I don't think it was a bad move. And then the Panthers, you know. What are they going to do? They could need a quarterback. So who knows? Who are they going to go for? I mean, it's right now the two quarterbacks that the Panthers could really go for is uh, C.J. Stroud or or Young or Bryce Young. So those are really... You know, could because they can really take a quarterback. So those are, I'm assuming who the Panthers could be picking up, unless they trust in Sam Donald or someone in the pick, some you know, buddy else like a defender or something. But we'll see what they do. But if the Panthers pick a quarterback, it would probably be one of those two quarterbacks. No. You would expect those because those are the two top quarterbacks in the draft. So, well, who knows what the Panthers would do there? That's who I think they're going to pick as one of those two guys. And then, so that's who that's really who the Panthers got. They got the number one over pick out of this trade. And then the Bears get the nine, so they take what the Panthers spot nine, and then they also be getting the 61st pick in this draft. And then next year's draft in 2024. They will get the Panthers, obviously, whatever they get. They will get their first-round pick and then their second-round pick in 2025. And then they also receive a wide receiver, which, again, isn't a bad idea because they need more weapons. The Bears do and could use someone, even though they think they need a defender, which I think they know that, if, like I said earlier, the quarterbacks are going to go ahead of them. So, hey, they get a weapon in this trade, and then they could get a defender coming up in the draft. So. I think it might be looking good for both of these teams here. Obviously, the Bears are getting more picks and then got an extra player while the Panthers are just getting one. But I think maybe the Bears could maybe want to trade a little more than the Panthers did, but I don't think it was necessarily a horrible trade by these teams. But kind of expect you know, the Bears to pick with somebody. 
couldn't maybe spell like the Colts or something like that, but it's not the case, so we'll see what happens. I mean, most likely, for some reason, I mean, the Panthers are number one, and then Texans are number two, so like, I feel like Bryce and Stratt will be with the Panthers or Texans. I think they're going to be two, pick two, and then the, you got the Colts and Raiders are going to pick somebody. So, I mean, those two guys, they're going to pick Richardson or Levis because most likely Stroud and Young are going to be gone in the first two picks. If they're not, then they'll, which would be dumb. I mean, those two should really be the top two, and then Levis Richardson will probably be back. And who knows? It just seems at this point the Panthers, if this, if these teams do this right, the Panthers are going to, this is kind of a little preview of NFL draft, but there'll be more to talk about. But just for the beginning part of the draft, it just looks like the Panthers are going to be going for CJ Stroud or Young, and then the Texans will go for the, you know, whoever the Panthers didn't pick. If that's if the Panthers pick a quarterback, so then the Texans will just pick the other of the two left, and then it looks like this the Colts either Will Levis or Richardson, and then the other will go to the Raiders. That's just what it looks like. Could be what's happening here. So. Who knows what will be happening there. But that's more kind of what we got there. With the latest you know signings. And also a little bit of. The draft after we just heard that news today. About the Panthers getting the one pick. And the Bears. Trading that. Pick. Which is what we were expecting. So now after all that, there's been three stories brewing here. One is obviously Joe, Joe Mixon, the Joe Moran, and Colin Kaepernick stories. So I'm going to get into Joe Mixon. So supposedly at Joe Mixon's house, there was like these teen or high schoolers that I guess were having a Nerf war or something. And they were like outside his house or whatever. And I guess, I don't know, if someone in the house thought maybe they are playing with real guns or whatever. Because the, the property supposedly 11 bullets were shot. And one of them actually, out of all 11, only one hit somebody supposedly. I don't, I think in the leg is what I, I this, is, this is what I heard. I knew this is true or not. This is just what I heard. Was supposedly hit in the leg. I don't think necessarily, I don't think it was in too bad of condition, or what happened is, is hurt. It was supposedly in the leg, and they were playing a Nerf war, and there were 11 shots fired. But I heard Joe Mixon wasn't even there, so, like, who knows? I mean, suppose I heard this is a tweet, so I mean, who knows? I didn't look at no articles or anything. This is just what I heard. So I, we'll just need to let the story play out before we can assume certain things. But supposedly, Things like his Joe Mixon's sister supposedly said he wasn't home, or and I've been hearing other stories too that Joe Mixon wasn't home. So Joe Mixon's not even a part of this. I mean, it looks bad on him, but if he wasn't even the one to do it, I mean, can't really blame him for this. And then that other thing that he did back in what was it January or whatever, supposedly, I don't know. This has been two recently events with Joe Mixon that make him look bad. So like, who knows if the Bengals are going to keep him or not? I mean, the one with the charges dropped, so does he even, did they even, 
think he did anything wrong in the last one, and then this one, he wasn't even, suppose it wasn't even there, so, like, really, is any of these incidents really should have an effect, do the Bengals really think they should get rid of him, or whatever, I mean, I heard, suppose it was, when he went back in college, he did something not really good, which, thinks that he shouldn't even been in the NFL, which clearly he is, so, like, who knows what the Bengals would do with that? I don't really know because like I didn't see full detail on. I mean, the story back in college. I mean, he was already drafted and stuff, so it's like the story's kind of over because he was already drafted. So now you have to go to these two stories, and if any of them are even true, then I don't know. Probably should just let Mixon go. If none of them are true, I don't know. Like we need no more detail on it. We don't. We have enough detail on it yet. So who knows with the Joe Mixon story, to be honest with you. Nobody really knows what's going on with that. But that's really all the only thing I've really heard about that. So, who knows if the Bengals could get a run. I mean, they, if the, I'm the Bengals, maybe just get a running back anyways for future reference for next season, depending if there is one. B. John Robinson, I heard who could be an option, but we'll see. Just let the Joe Mixon story keep going, but who knows, to be honest. And then, really, it's hard to, like, prove he, Joe Mixon's guilty or anything, or if he did anything wrong, because we don't even know if he was even there or what. But these other two, we know definitely for sure, the other two stories definitely have some problems. John Morant, the the Grizzlies probably one of their best players, and he's pretty good at basketball. But supposedly he was in a, he was like in a club or something, something like strip club or something. And he supposedly had a gun, and he was supposed to be on like Instagram Live or something, showing or whatever, and acting gangstery and stuff. And he grew up supposedly with good parents and everything, and grew up in a wealthy family or whatever. And now he's just this culture that he. She just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like certain players on the team or whatever, some culture. It could be because, you know, you go play basketball and then on the weekends, other stuff, he, you know, does things that he shouldn't be going and getting himself into trouble. And then obviously, this four game suspension is so far the only thing we heard about that, but like, he just needs to stay out of trouble and not hurt himself even more. Like, and he stopped trying to act all cool and gangster Like, nobody cares. See, too many people out there just think oh, they got to act cool or show off to get people's attention and think that they're all the coolest person and people will be friends with them. Well, you just can't be doing that. I mean, when you're professional people, when you're a professional player, you got you got children, you know, watching, you grew up, like, there's other NBA players, like, LeBron James and stuff that look up to you, and when you all do all these stupid things, then you're gonna get kids that are gonna act like you, because when they see you bringing a gun on Instagram and doing all this game stuff, and they look up to you because of how good you are, and how wealthy and stuff you are, then they're gonna think that it's okay, and then do it, but you just turn to the opposite person, just from being a good part of a good family, and then just culture or something, bring this gun, and then this makes him look bad. He just needs to stop. Do this four game special and just be like, I need to stop doing this. And somebody needs to tell him, like, 
his parents or somebody needs to tell him to stop doing this. But we'll see what happens. But that, that's all we really know about what he did there. And then this last story, Colin Kaepernick, was yesterday, heard about this one. So it's adopted, he was obviously adopted, I heard adopted, like, basically, when he was born, like, five weeks, I think, after he was born over by parents, these two white parents. Race shouldn't even matter, but these two white parents, anyways, and obviously Colin Kaepernick, biracial, and he's adopted by two white parents, and who grew up in a you know, had great parents that adopted parents, and then all of a sudden, after he got benched and started kneeling in the national anthem or whatever, because he was mad that he wasn't playing and wasn't good enough to play, and now he's not even in the NFL, and he's not going to go back in the NFL. There is no way Collins going back into the NFL. Now he's acting like he's all victim of everything when you got parent. Well, all of a sudden, why are you thinking you're a victim? When all of a sudden, your childhood was perfectly fine and everything, and all of a sudden, now, all of a sudden, your parents did something wrong? Because they didn't let you get cornrows. I guess it's something with your hair. I I have no clue what that is. I don't know. It's a culture thing or whatever it is. But because they didn't think it was professional. And all of a sudden, now, because you... And you're a victim because you didn't get to play in the NFL because you didn't do well and got benched. All of a sudden, now you're going to come out and blame your parents for something that happened a long time ago. See, this is the thing about when people, you got people like this talking about slavery and other things. They have to go back. Why, why are they going back to slavery? You, you, nobody alive today is even part of slavery. So why are you even going back to that? You're just trying to act like a victim and you... You did nothing wrong to where, you know what, you just weren't good enough. And you just got to recognize, okay, I wasn't good enough. And now, when you had great parents growing up, now all of a sudden, you think it's racist because what they did. Like, if I was adopted parents, I would not be happy. Like, I don't, suppose we also hang out with this person, this girl or somebody, which, I don't know, she made him act this crazy or what, whatever he, Colin been doing it's not a good look for him like you stop acting like you're the victim all the time but those are really the only three those are really the, about those stories so we'll see what happens with all three of those stories obviously the Joe Mixon one we have no clue and who knows what could happen to him same with John Moran what could happen to him Colin Kaepernick won't he just said something, so nothing is necessarily going to happen. He's definitely not going back to the NFL, that's for sure. I mean, I don't know. He's. Tur- I mean, Joe Mixon supposedly had history in college. And then John Moran grew up perf- in a good family and then doing all this thuggish stuff. And then Clinton Kaepernick was perf- it's Like, those two, there's it's something with modern society and culture that is changing these two men and just need to just need to stop it that's all i can say just need to stop it so this is all the stories and stuff of today's episode so if you like what you heard on this episode make sure you follow and subscribe to this podcast to spread news so we can again keep sports great so people can enjoy and get all the good news for sports 
and give me a five star rating to rate this podcast five stars because we need to keep this channel growing and when people need to hear the truth of certain things in sports, especially with, with what's going on in today's society. So we need to spread this podcast out so everybody can get it and grow the channel. Because this isn't, I'm the one speaking to maybe giving all this talking and everything, but as you grow, we're all part of this one community together. So if you if it keeps growing, the community can get better and we can all spread everything that needs to be heard out. So follow and subscribe, follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you're on. Give me five star rating, and you can even review review how why you like this podcast or this episode just in general. Give me a review, and that's all I gotta say for this podcast. So remember, who they think gonna beat them Mangles? Nobody.